what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Today is June the 18th. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out here. Um, hope it was a special day for you today. Hope it was everything that you had hoped and wished for it to be. I uh, just want to shout out to all the men out there that's standing up to be fathers. Um, we Fathers are very much needed in the time that we're in, so – but. Just want to say thank you to all you fathers uh, for everything that you do. Uh, everything that you you know you do doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, you, you mean a lot to your families, and the world needs fathers to stand up. So again, happy Father's Day, and we just want to say thank you. Um, ain't gonna be long before you on this uh, beautiful Sunday today. Just want to get on here and share some thoughts on um, the NBA. Um, didn't get a chance to really give the Nuggets their praise. So I'm going to talk about them for a second. And then breaking news today out of the NBA. So I want to jump on that and some rumors that's going around and a couple of thoughts I have around that. So I'm going to jump on that here shortly, but this episode won't be long at all. Just want to get my thoughts out there to see what you guys think. So once again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, hope it was a great day. Continue to be blessed and you are very much needed. So today will be the Nuggets. We'll talk about the Nuggets winning the championship and the beginning of the NBA offseason. Be right back after this short break. All right, all right, guys. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Let's dive into this NBA talk today. So, the Nuggets, as we all know by now, it's been probably a week or so, probably a little over a week, but the Nuggets defeat the Miami Heat uh, in the series. Gentlemen sweep 4-1. Uh, the Heat took game two, but after that, the Nuggets didn't look back. Took control of the series, ended up winning the series four to one. Um, as we all expected, Nikola Jokic was the finals MVP. Um, first player, you know, drafted out to, outside of the top 15 to be finals MVP. Um, setting numerous records. Um, he was the first player in uh, playoff history or NBA playoff history to lead all players in the postseason and points, rebounds, and assists. Um, just an incredible run that he had. Averages of over 30 points a game, 12.7 rebounds, a little uh, right at nine assists in the finals and his playoff run. This guy was absolutely incredible. Uh, there was nobody that could stop him from the likes of uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert in the first round, then to the second round, DeAndre Ayton. He just had his way with Ayton. And then on to the uh, Western Conference Finals where they swept the Lakers. AD couldn't do anything with them. And then on to the finals where Bam surely couldn't do nothing with them. Kevin Love, nobody could control Jokic. I mean, Jokic is what they call uh, guys that are special and different, a unicorn. <laughs> he was a unicorn and, 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 and true definition of a unicorn, man, something that uh, was just different, something that we've never seen from that center position. And when I say something we've never seen, um, uh, meaning the, his ability to pass the way he can pass, the ability to score the way he can score efficiently, grabbing 12, 13 rebounds a game. And, you know, the big knock on him was that this guy's not a great defender, but he actually didn't defend bad at all. So um, he's definitely something that's different, man, and um, definitely had a playoff run for the ages. And I've seen a lot of stuff, which I'm going to get into here in a second, a couple of questions that I've seen floating around the media and people have been talking that I want to address and give my thoughts on. But, you know, you have everybody talking about, you know, is this the best playoff run ever? Um, it's definitely one of the most impressive ones ever. 
it's definitely one of the most, um, I guess you can say dominant ones ever, but I don't know if it's one of the most impressive. I mean, for me, one of the most impressive playoff runs was when I watched a 22-year-old LeBron James um, go through the playoffs and meet the Spurs. Now, granted, they got swept, but that playoff series against the Pistons, that was one of the most incredible playoff series I've ever seen in my life. So I don't know if Jokic is the most, um, and you know, most his best playoff run ever, but it's definitely impressive and it's definitely when you look at the numbers and the dominance, they went 16 and four, I believe, in the playoffs, or 16 and five because they lost two. They lost one to Minnesota. They lost uh, two to Phoenix. That's three. Yeah, one. Yeah, they went 16 and four. They went 16 and four in the playoffs. So definitely a great run. Um, this team was. It was their year. They were primed to win a championship. All their pieces was healthy. Um, let's get off of Jokic for a second. I'll come back to Jokic in one minute, but let's just talk about the series in a nutshell. Um, I just felt like overall the Miami Heat just did not have enough for them. Um, you know, you always talk about yeah, give me give me heart over talent, give me hustle over talent. Y'all people say that, but sometimes that ain't enough. And I love people with heart. I love those those guys, as my brother Chill B with the Chill Bravado podcast says, that dog in them. He always says that, man, that people say, man, they got that dog. Miami got a bunch of guys that got that dog in them. But in the end, that dog that was in them didn't matter because the Denver Nuggets were more talented and a lot bigger. When you look at that Denver Nuggets lineup, you're looking at Jamal Murray, 6'4", Contagious Caldwell Pope, 6'4", 6'5", at the three, Aaron Gordon or Porter Jr. I'm going to say Porter Jr. because he's more of a three, 6'10". At the four, Aaron Gordon, 6'9". Then you follow that up by Jokic, who is 6'10", or 6'11", however tall he is, 6'10". That's an incredibly big lineup with shooting all over the floor, can switch everything. I mean, this Nuggets team, again, they were primed and ready for a run like this, and you have to give them the credit. You have to give them the credit for showing up, for not taking any games off, for putting teams away when it was time to put them away. This Nuggets team deserves a lot of credit for the run that they were on this postseason. And I just think in the end, they were more talented than the Miami Heat. Um, game five, you know, Tyler Hero dressed up, dressed out, and there was reports of him playing Eric Sposter. Eric Sposter um, let me back up. The great Eric Sposter <laughs> declined not to play him. Um, and he said that's something that he's going to think about and maybe haunt him for the rest of the you know, summer, but I'll be honest with you guys, Tyler Hero wouldn't have made a difference. I know that's 20 points a game coming back, but you got to understand this guy has been out for weeks. This is the NBA. You just don't jump back in or all of a sudden just be the guy who you was when you left out. I mean, look at Clay. It took Clay Thompson a year and a half virtually to get back to knocking down shots. And then you even seen some of the regression in the playoffs. And it could be from injury or it could be age. You don't know with him. But my point behind that is, you just don't come back to the NBA and all of a sudden just start getting buckets unless you're Michael Jordan, who done it when he came back and got uh, 45 and then the double nickel. But that's Jordan. That's He's the outlier. But anyways, <laughs> you just don't do that. So I don't think Hero would have made a difference. Would have maybe hit a couple shots, possibly. Would have made the game you know, closer? I don't know. But in the end, it wouldn't have mattered. The different Nuggets were going to win this series anyway. I picked the Heat in six, but if you heard my other episode with uh, Cason Hudgens, 
Um, I just did it because I was tired of picking against the Heat. <laughs> Every time I picked against them, they proved me wrong. So I was like, man, forget it. I'm just going with the Heat and six. And But deep down, I knew there was no way they were going to beat the Nuggets. They had nothing for them. But you have to applaud the Miami Heat on just an incredible postseason run. I mean, Giannis goes down, um, you know, and they take advantage. Giannis comes back. It was too late. I mean, you heard the quote Drew Holiday said. There was nothing. And you're talking, this is Drew Holiday probably the best perimeter defender in the NBA. Drew Holiday said there was nothing they could do with him. I mean, Jimmy was just unreal that first round. Then to follow that up by defeating the Knicks, followed it up by uh, beating him. Jimmy had a sprained ankle in that series, ended up missing the game, but it didn't matter. Miami willed themselves to that victory. Then just to be able to go up 3-1 on the Boston Celtics. Um, the Boston Celtics made a furious comeback but the Heat won that game seven in Boston. I mean, you have to give Miami a ton of credit. This is a team I said that needed to blow the roster up um, at the midpoint in the season. I was proven wrong. This team definitely is a well-coached team. They do not turn the ball over, and they give it everything they got. Again, they got that dog in them. They got heart. They play. They uh, execute. I mean, just a great coached, um, just a love for each other, the brotherhood. It's an amazing Miami Heat team. Um, it just in the end, it just was not enough. I mean, they simply did not have enough for the big man Jokic and and Murray. And really, Murray didn't have the series that he had against the Heat like he did with the Lakers. But Jokic was just way too much. I mean, Eric Gordon. Shout out to my brother Chill B for saying Eric Gordon or Eric Gordon <laughs> for saying Aaron Gordon would be the X factor. He was definitely the X factor. He had two, three huge games in the series where. He guarded Jimmy for the most part, um, and then he produced on the offensive end. They had Max Struess on them sometimes. They had Vincent on them. They had um, Lowry had to switch on them. They had Duncan Robinson on them. That's a mismatch. He's going to bully them to the paint. So, all in all, great season for the Miami Heat. Definitely can't call it a failure. Um, nobody expected them to reach this point. But what I will say is, and, and I'll hang here with the Heat for a minute. What I will say is Miami does need to look at maybe adding another bucket getter. Um, there's been reports out there. Uh, they wanted Bradley Beal. They wanted Damian Lillard. Um, they're going to go big game hunting, try to get a superstar. Joel Embiid, if the he's available somehow. Um, you're hearing rumors of Zion, which I'm going to get to all those rumors here in a little bit. Um, not that I think Zion fits in Miami because he wouldn't make it because that culture different. But you're just hearing rumors of them wanting to go out and get a big uh, a superstar and a and a and a and a, a, all, a great player. So I'm not sure where they go. I know who I want them to go get, um, and I want to attack that after I finish this on the finals, and I'll get to that in a second. But I know who I want them to get, but they definitely need to look at um, adding another bucket getter. Um, I don't think Jimmy's enough. I do think Jimmy is a championship caliber player. He's proven that. He's made it to the finals twice with this kind of the same squad. Um, I do think, but I do think Jimmy's an, a second option on a championship team. I don't know if he can be the man, but I do definitely think he's a second uh, option. Jimmy's definitely a closer. Um, if you watched every game in the fourth quarter of the last few minutes, man, he just attacked, 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 um, put a lot of pressure on the Nuggets. So. But we'll, I'll get to them in a second. But uh, wrapping this up real quick, just congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Michael Malone gets his first title. Um, 
And Denver, man, they just had a good run. It was a great run this year. And, you know, going forward, um, they talked about they want to run it back. And this is just the beginning of one. They're going to do it again. And so let's attack that real quick. So before I get to those questions and everything that's been floating around, one more time, because I've been known to be a hater to the Nuggets, and I will admit I have been a hater. I have been a hater to Jokic and the Nuggets. I will admit right now I was wrong. Jokic is not overrated. Jokic is not. Jokic is a he's, – he's probably the best player, if not the best player in the world. He's one or two. I mean, I, I can't sit here and, and even cap like he is, is not – the best player in the world or right there at it. So I do want to give, you know, hats off to him and the Denver Nuggets for actually coming through and proving people wrong. I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. I was wrong about them. These guys showed up. These guys played well. So in saying that, I'm about to get back to my hating ways. <laughs> I think this was they had to win the title this year because I think with the offseason that we're about to walk in to, and it's already started today, the offseason that we're going to walk into, you're going to see a lot of movement. And it's different when you're the hunter. Now you're about to become the hunted. Trust me, it's totally different. And you don't have repeat champions a lot in the NBA. It don't happen a lot. The last team to do it was the Golden State Warriors. And before that, the last team to do it was the Miami Heat. And then before that, it was the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. So it's hard to repeat, man. It's hard to repeat in the NBA. So I don't think they're going to repeat. But there was a lot of things that I want to address that Michael Malone said. Michael Malone said that this could be uh, the start of a dynasty. So my question to you guys is, do you guys think this is the start of a dynasty? I don't. I don't think this is the start of a dynasty. When you look at the word dynasty, I think we throw dynasty around too lightly nowadays in sports. When you look at dynasty, to me, now I don't know you know, what you guys' definition is, but dynasty to me is a period and years of dominance and excellence. So whether that may be during the regular season, dominance in the regular season, dominance in the postseason, championships, at least three championships. To me, that's a dynasty, right? So, and and, and finding ways to, to win tough games, finding ways to beat adversity, having success regular season and postseason, and minimum three championships. To me, well, that's when I start having, okay, this is a dynasty, right? You look at the Warriors, four championships in eight years. That's a dynasty to me. I mean, they, they, they missed the playoffs, what, two years, I believe, out of that. And I can't remember. They lost and they lost the other two. So, yeah, so four out of eight. So that's a dynasty to me, right? LeBron James himself to go to 10 straight finals. That's a dynasty to me. Like, he's the dynasty. And then, like, when you start talking dynasty, man, that's a lot of pressure to put on people. That's dominating the regular season and the postseason, man. And upholding that excellence. That is what a dynasty is. Upholding that excellence over a period of time. So when I look at the current landscape of the NBA, when I look at the future of the league, do I think the Nuggets can get at least three championships? I do not. And that's not, again, I just told you I'm getting back to my hating ways, but that's honestly speaking, that's me not hating. I don't think they can win three championships in a row. Now, I'm not saying that the West is going to get that much better, but you got to look at the East. You can't forget Giannis is over there in the East. You can't forget Joel's over there in the East. You can't forget the Boston Celtics, sorry, Tilby, is out there in the East. You can't forget that these teams are out there in the East still. So do I think the Nuggets are going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward? Absolutely. 
they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with. But I do not think that they're going to be a dynasty because becoming a dynasty is a lot harder than what you think. People want to get paid. People want their money. You got to find a way to keep the roster intact. You got to find a way to keep these guys happy. You got to find all sorts of ways to keep these guys locked in to win championships for years to come. So a dynasty is a lot more harder than what you think. Ask the Warriors. You know, that report came out years ago. David West said, y'all know the half of things that go on in these locker rooms. And we don't. We don't know what goes on. We don't know the egos that go on. We don't know the problems that go on in these locker rooms. So dynasty, to throw that word around already, I don't know about that. And then the other thing that I wanted to address before I move on from the Nuggets is I've seen a lot of people say that Nikola Jokic is already the best big man of all time or one of the best big men of all time. Whoa, let's pump our brakes on that, okay? Let's pump our brakes on him being the best big man of all time. Is he one of the best centers of all time? Absolutely. For us to sit here and say that he's not one of the best centers of all time, I will be lying. He is one of the best centers of all time. But it is too early to say that he is the best center of all time. I don't think you can say that. Like, is he one of them? Absolutely. Is he a top 10 center of all time? I would have to say yes. I don't have a list in front of me, but I would have to say yes. He's definitely a top 10. But I would not take him above Kareem. I would not take him above Shaq right now. I would not take him above Olajuwon right now. Definitely those three right now. I would definitely not take him above uh, Bill right now. That's four. Those are four. Wilt Chamberlain, that's a fifth one. I wouldn't take him above them. So at best, he's six right now, right? Do I think Jokic is going to end up a top five, top three center of all time? Absolutely. If he keeps winning championships and if he keeps, if he wins another MVP, continues to dominate the game the way he's dominating, absolutely. I could definitely see him reaching top three status as a center of all time. But to say right now that he's already a top, you know, the best center of all time, I definitely disagree with that. I hate the way the media does this stuff sometimes. Is he already a top uh, center of all time? No, absolutely not. He is definitely on his way. Two MVPs back-to-back and a championship and a finals MVP and average a triple-double in the postseason. He is definitely one of the best players we've ever seen. He is definitely one of the best centers we've ever seen. But to say that he is a top center or the best center of all time, I mean, let me rephrase that. To say he's the best center of all time, I cannot go with that. But he is definitely a top 10 center of all time. And he is definitely ascending those ranks. Um, Jokic is incredible. Jokic is is, is going to continue to work, uh, going to continue to get better. Uh, and he's going to continue to dominate. I really believe that, especially uh, these analytics guys. Love him. But Jokic just plays the game the right way. That's the thing I love about Jokic. Nikola Jokic plays the game the right way, and you can't ask for more, man. So I just wanted to address some two things right now, and we got to pump the brakes on the dynasty thing. Being a dynasty is a lot harder than what we think. And also, he is definitely one of the best centers we've ever seen, but he ain't the best yet. I mean, he's still got Shaq, man, who, to me, I think Shaq will always be the best center of all time in my books. Um, I would love to see what you guys think, who you think the best center of all time is. But for me, it's definitely Shaq um, for me. Kareem's there, Wilt's there, Olajuwon. I'm a big fan of Hakeem Olajuwon. So there's a lot of players that I like that I that I love to to put up there. But Jokic is definitely um, definitely one of those guys, one of the best players we've seen uh, with his ability. He's just unique. Um, back to the basket, he shoots 60. percent He can knock down threes. He can hit a mid range. He can find the open man. He grabs 13 boards a game. You can't ask him to do much more. The guy's absolutely incredible. And it's incredible to see what he's doing. So um, when I get back, uh, we're going to talk about some of the offseason news 
Um, that's been going on. Had some breaking news today that I'm going to address. Not going to really dig too deep into the news today because the rosters aren't fully filled out. But I want to talk about a big sign, a big trade that happened today. I want to, with Bradley Bill, I want to talk about uh, CP3, see where Chris Paul's going to end up. I left, uh, I left a team. If you listen to one of my last episodes, I named a few teams I like to see them on. I left one team off that I think that he'll fit well on. I want to talk about these Zion rumors and just a few other names that's floating around. Um, but one more time before we take this break, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on being the 2023 NBA champs. Um, just an incredible season, an incredible run by Nikola Jokic. Um, and one more thing before I get off of here. Mike Malone, come on, man. I told you it would be, I, I was going to rant on him. Then as I was recording, I thought to myself, I'm going to leave him alone. But I got to get him real quick. Mike Malone, man. Come on, man. Taking shots at the Lakers. Taking shots at LeBron. Like, come on, Mike. Like, this dude just steady been talking. Have your fun now. Celebrate now. Relish in it now. But I'm telling you, Michael Malone, if you listen to the All Things Sports Podcast, listen to this right here. There's a difference in being to hunt and being the hunter. Now you're about to be the hunted. And all that stuff you said, you better stand by it. Because I'm telling you, people are coming. They're coming for you. All that talking you're doing, oh, we're going to run it back. Oh, maybe I should retire now. Oh, maybe I got a new broom. All the funny stuff he said, all the all the shots that he's taking, you better stand on that. Because come next season, everybody coming for the Denver Nuggets. And you better be ready. Are you happy? Y'all won. You got your respect. You cried about not having respect. You cried about nobody's picking us. You cried about nobody's this, nobody's that. You won. We're giving you your praise. We're giving you your respect. But I'm telling you, you better stand on all that next year when they come for you. Because there's a difference when you being hunted now. Good luck. All Things Sports Podcast. You got JR. I'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. All Things Sports Podcast, you got JR. Before I dive into the rest of um, the NBA real quick, just want to uh, give a shout out to my brother, Chill B, with the Chill Bravado Podcast. Um, after you get done listening to the All Things Sports Podcast, go check my brother out, man. does an incredible job talking about uh, his Lakers, had a series that just wrapped up on his Lakers. Um, he doesn't do a lot of the... Uh, around the NBA type stuff that I do, but he will drop an episode every now and then talking about some of the offseason things. Right now, he's on a series about his Falcons, so go check that out if you're a big football fan or if I have any Falcons fans uh, that listen. You know me, I'm a Panthers fan, so I know some of you may be Falcons fans, but you still listen to me and support me, and I appreciate that. But if you're a Falcons fan, go check out his uh, series on the Falcons. Um you will enjoy it. He talks about nothing but Falcons. He'll talk about the NFC South a little bit. But go check that series out now. And also, he got some new stuff. Uh, me and him was texting back and forth. I'm not going to uh, say all his new stuff he got coming out because I'm going to leave that to him. That's his podcast. But I'm telling you, he got some new content coming out that you're really going to want to listen to um, that I'm excited to hear. So go check out my brother, Chill B, with the Chill Bravado podcast. Now, let's jump back into this NBA news. So, Breaking news today. There have been reports um, that Bradley Beal uh, was and the Wizards and his agent have been looking to um, make a trade happen. 
And I was going to get on here uh, a couple weeks ago and I was going to get on here a few days ago and talk about um, Bill wanting to trade and Dame and all this stuff that's going on. I was going to give my, you know me, I love to give my destinations to where I think he's going to go. Well, before I could do that today, guess what happened today? Reports are. And, you know, Bradley Bill, before I name the team, Bradley Bill is the only player. Well, yeah, he still does. I uh, still does, I guess. The only player in the league with a no trade clause in his contract. So he could choose where he wanted to go. Essentially, he could. I mean, the Wizards could have just held on to him, but he could choose to say yes to this team, no to this team. Um, the reports are that it came down to the Bucks, the Heat, the Kings, and the Suns. And today, breaking news is he chose to accept the trade to go to the Phoenix Suns. So Bradley Bill, pending physical, trade to take a few days to go through, is now a member of the Phoenix Suns to join forces with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and new head coach Frank Vogel. And as of right now, DeAndre Ayton's still there. Uh, it's yet to see what happens with DeAndre Ayton, but right now forms a new big four, or especially a big three of Bill, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. My thoughts on the trade, just initially without seeing anything. Oh, and going back to Washington is Chris Paul, um, Landry Shamit, and a bunch of picks. So, and maybe another player, depending on how the deal works out. But uh, they did not waive. I told you guys a couple weeks ago they were going to waive Chris Paul. They did not waive him. Uh, they haven't waived him yet, excuse me, but they put him in this trade. I will assume that the Wizards would either – uh, trade Chris Paul again, or they will cut him, or allow him to sign with whoever he wants to sign with. We'll get to Chris Paul in a second, but for now, just want to give you guys my initial thoughts on the trade and what I think about this Bradley Bill to the Suns. And initially, I don't like it. Um, and I know it may catch some of you guys by surprise because you know I'm a big Kevin Durant fan. I don't like it. Um, Bradley Bill and Devin Booker to me are cut from the same cloth. Um, I guess Booker, you could say Booker's a better player than Bill, I guess. But to me, they cut from the same cloth, meaning they both are two guards and they both get buckets, and that's about all they do. Um, they both uh, Bradley Bill, as the years have gone on, has become a better playmaker. The same for Devin Booker. With Chris Paul missed a lot of injuries, Devin Booker started becoming more of a playmaker. Both can shoot the three ball well. Both can, or Devin Booker's an exceptional mid-range shooter. Love his mid-range game. I can't even hate on that. Love his mid-range game. Um, Bradley Beal definitely is a good shooter. Definitely can hit the mid-range. can get to the basket. The book can get to the basket. They both aren't elite defenders, but they can defend. They're athletes. Uh, I wouldn't even – I guess they're average defenders. I don't, even, I don't even know if Booker's an average defender. I know Beal. When Beal was coming out of Florida, he was more known to shoot the three ball than to defend. Um, but he's definitely an average, maybe above average defender. Uh, Book's just Devin Booker. Um, and then you got KD, and y'all know how I feel about KD. The most efficient score I've ever seen in my life uh, from the three, from the mid-range, from uh, inside the paint. Great free throw shooter, has improved on his defense. Um, but I don't like it initially. Um, now you got a lot of your salary tied up in four guys. I saw a post today that said the Phoenix Suns got four guys on their roster right now that's officially signed. The Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. That's it. So Matt Ishba just bought the Phoenix Suns not too long ago. 
man's making a splash, man. Bought the team, took the team over. Uh, now he's, you know, went out and got Kevin Durant, went out and got Bradley Bill. Now I'm curious to see how they feel this roster. That's why I don't want to comment on it too much because I want to see how they feel this roster. you got to look and see how they feel the roster out and what happens um, with this complete roster. Then I can comment on it some more. But my initial thoughts right now is I just don't like it. So what do you do with Bill and Booker? Does Bill play the three? Does Booker play the three? Um, obviously, y'all know how I feel about KD. I believe KD can fit any system. KD can find his way. He's played with two other guys like that. Well, not like that, but he's played with Steph and, and Clay, so he can understand where to get his shots, where to pick his spots at. Um, but I'm just curious, man. I'm curious to see how those three mesh together. Those are three guys that average well over 25 points a game when all of them are healthy. I'm curious to see how Frank go Frank Gogol. Frank, excuse me, Frank Vogel. I'm curious to see how he gets um, the defensive abilities out of all of them and how he um, gets this offense to mesh. I would love to see who he brings in to help. Uh, but just my initial thoughts right now is I don't like it. Um, but, hey, that could change. I just don't see – I don't understand uh, when you got another guy that you essentially cut from the same cloth from far as scoring why you would go there. Um, and then the other thing that, about it is, you know, I defended KD for a long time for the Golden State move. Um, I defended him. I thought, hey, you know, if I had the opportunity, I would go too. And then, you know, he goes to Brooklyn. Then, you know, he gets James Harden and Kyrie. You know, now he goes to Phoenix with uh, D-Book. And now they get Bradley Beal. So, I, it's just, I don't know. I'm done defending him. Uh, maybe he'll win. But I think people in their mind, I think they've already written the book on KD that they can't win alone. So maybe in his mind, he's like, well, forget it. I'll just do this. So I'm not, I don't really care about the whole winning alone thing because nobody's ever truly won alone. Um, only people that got close to winning alone was Dirk. Uh, you could say the Mamba, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant won his championships. But Paul Gasol was definitely a factor. I'm a big Paul Gasol fan. He was definitely a factor. But if you want to say alone, I guess you could throw them. But that's really it. I mean, Nobody truly does it alone, though. So this notion that KD has to win a championship alone, I just I don't understand that. I, just, I simply don't get it. But um, I just don't like it, man. I would have rather seen KD and Booker, and then they fill the team around. Um, and Aiden, if they're, whatever they're going to do, Aiden, then they fill the team around that. But just initial thoughts, I just, I just don't like it. So moving on from that, where does that leave uh, CP3? What are CP3? And, and hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Let me go back a little bit, too. What does Bradley Beal even have to offer right now? Like, I, I understand that he's a bucket getter. Averaged 22 points a game last year. I think 24 the year before. Only played 59 games last year. What? Like, I understand that we that Bradley Beal is an elite scorer when healthy. Averaged 30 points a game twice, uh, back-to-back seasons. Um, but what does he even have to offer? Is he a second option? On this team, he ain't. On this team, he's a third option. Is he willing to take less shots? See, this is something Bill ain't done since the John Wall days. Like, he was a second option to John Wall when he got there. But Bill ain't been a a third option before in his life, probably. College, high school, pro, he ain't never been a third option. Now you expect a guy in his 11th year to walk in that's been used to being the man over the last six years and all of a sudden to be a third option? And what does he have to give? Like, can he stay healthy? Bill ain't shown the ability to stay healthy. Me and Chill B talk about it a lot. Like, at this point, like, I ain't even care if Bradley Bill went anywhere. I ain't even care. Like, stay in Washington, man. You wanted the bag. You got it. 
at this point, just stay there and play the rest of your career and never win. Like, that's where I was at with him. But to see him, like, what, like, we're at the like, this is, oh, man, this super team. Like, what does he even have to offer at this point? So, we'll see. But um, the before I moved to CP, I when I looked at this list, I was like, man, what a list. I would have loved to see him in Milwaukee or with Sacramento. Milwaukee or Sacramento would have been great for Bradley Bill. Could you imagine him beside Giannis? Could you imagine replacing Chris Middleton with Bradley Bill? And you would have had Drew Holiday, Bradley Bill, and Giannis? Now that I can go for. Bradley Bill was a shooter. Bradley Bill created his own shot. And in that system, that would have been incredible. I would have loved to see him beside Giannis. Because Middleton, well, Middleton's a lot like Bradley Bill. Hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy. So, but I would have loved to see him beside Giannis. And then a young Kings team. I think Bill would have been a great asset to that Kings team along with De'Aaron Fox. That would have been incredible. But then again, you have to start looking at, this ain't 2K. We can't just plug and play people. So the Bucks would have had to give up a little bit. The Kings would have had to maybe give up some of their young core that they've built. So I guess in the end, it worked out how it was supposed to work out. But I would love to see him with Sacramento or Milwaukee, but that's here now. He's with Phoenix. I don't like it. We got to see how they fill the roster out. And then I'll comment more on it then. CP, what does that leave us with CP? I told you guys um, that I wanted to see him either, you know, back with the Suns or I could see him um, with the Bucks. I could see him. Now I forgot about the one team that he probably fits really well on, the Clippers, a team that he used to play for. The Clippers have pretty big interest in them. I saw that the Warriors have interest in them. I don't really like him going to the Warriors. I don't see the value in that. Um, again, the Warriors got a lot of a lot to do with their roster. So I don't see the value in him sending him to the Warriors. I guess you will move Steph off the ball. I mean, which Steph can play off the ball. I mean, Steph plays off the ball a lot. So I guess that's what they would do. I don't see the value in him going to the Warriors. Um, but the Clippers makes a lot of sense to me, especially if they don't re-sign Russ. You can have Chris Paul, Paul George, Norman Powell, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and then the big man Zubak. I think that would be a phenomenal lineup. Chris Paul can get them to their spots. Another team that I got thinking about was the Celtics. I thought the Celtics could be uh, a good fit. The Celtics came out and said they're looking to offload one of their guards. So if you offloaded Brogdon or, or White or or Smart or whoever, replace that with Chris Paul, veteran leadership, a guy that can set up Tatum, that can set up Brown, that can get them in their spots where they need to go. But I think the most ideal spot right now is the Clippers. He cannot go back. I read it today just to make sure he cannot re-sign back with the Suns once they've traded him. And if they, if um, Washington waves him or cuts him, he cannot sign with the Suns this year. He have to wait another year. So he cannot sign with the Suns. So the Suns are out. Um, I don't think the Suns even want them anymore anyway. So the Clippers to me make a lot of sense for Chris Paul. Came out and said that he still wants to play several more years. I don't know what several is. Maybe one or two more years. He's 38 years old with an injury history. Not much to give on the defensive end anymore. Can still average eight or nine assists even at this age. Can give you 11 to 12 points a game. So he still can get provide veteran leadership. He still can help a team out. But I don't know where. Um, I don't think he fits anywhere but the Clippers. I think the Clippers are a solid fit for Chris Paul. A couple more rumors I want to address before getting out of here. Zion Williamson. There have been reports that the New Orleans Pelicans are strongly considering trading Zion Williamson in this draft and getting Scoot Henderson. 
Now, I'm going to do an analysis of the draft. The draft is this week. I believe it's in four days, actually. I believe it's the 22nd. So I'll maybe analyze the draft either before or after if I'm able to. Let you guys know what I think about some of these prospects. But I'm not a big Scoot Henderson fan. You're looking at a small guard with an iffy jump shot, extremely explosive offensively. Um, you saw the highlights of him dunking on everybody. Really fast, really explosive, really good defender. Um, can play make a little bit, but his jump shot is iffy. Uh, him creating his own shots a little iffy. Just an explosive athlete. You're going to give that up for a two-time All-Star, 23 years old. When he does play, averages 26 points a game and nine rebounds. The only number, the only guy ever to shoot 60% for his career. The, well, only number one pick ever to shoot 60% for his career. You're going to trade that? Here's why I think it's happening. And Chill B's going to like this because he's been waiting for my analysis on this. I asked him a question the other day. I said, hey, man, do you think Zion's doing this on purpose? And he said, what do you mean on purpose? And I want to pose that question to you guys. Zion made a comment a couple weeks ago. He said, uh, or not, I'm sorry, a couple weeks ago, a few months ago into the season, before the season ended, he said, I'm physically cleared. I just don't feel like Zion. I'm not playing because I don't feel like Zion. There's been reports that he is, he's always had problems with management, the New Orleans management. From day one, he didn't like the way they um, um, trained him. He didn't like the way they held him back. He didn't like the minutes restrictions. He has not seen eye to eye with David Griffin or the training staff or the, the New Orleans Pelicans management since day one. And what ran through my mind, and I could be wrong, I could be reaching here, I could be in left field. But what ran through my mind is, is, is Zion doing this stuff on purpose to get traded, to not be with his franchise. He got his bag already. Is he doing this? Is he sitting out more time than he should? Is he not abiding by what they want to? Now, another report came out said that he don't even speak to anybody with his teammates or anybody with New Orleans. Now, again, guys, these are just reports. I don't know this stuff, you know, for, for that. It's a concrete fact. But what I do know is that these reports, multiple reports have came out and said that the management, he don't see eye to eye. So my question is, is, is he doing this stuff on purpose? Is he um, not responding? Is he um, upset with the training? Is he laying out longer than we than he thinks he should because he wants to get traded? Get traded to where? I don't know. Maybe a bigger market. Maybe a bigger market in New York Knicks to play with his buddy R.J. Barrett. Maybe to a bigger market to get more money. I don't know. But it's I, I begin to wonder, is he doing this on purpose to get out of New Orleans? I don't know, but here's my other thing that I want to comment on before I get out of here. If I'm New Orleans Pelicans, I'm not trading Zion. This year, I would do everything I can to make sure he's healthy. I would communicate with him, see what's going on. We need to sit down. I will sit down with his agent, sit down with him, see what I can do to figure out, hey, man, what is going on? What is your concern? What can we do to help? I would try my best to talk with him, get him on the path to keep him on the floor for at least 70 games. And I would see what this season would look like with a healthy Zion, B.I., and C.J. McCollum. If you guys don't remember, they were the number one seed in the West in January with a healthy Zion. So I would give it a go. If I'm them, I would not trade Zion, a two-time All-Star, 26 points a game in the, 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 the 64 games that he has played. I would not – or he's actually played more than 100-something games that he has played. I would not trade him for a number two pick that's unproven. 
and Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. You know, you're not getting Wimbenyama because the Spurs are already getting him. Maybe one of the twins, the Thompson twins. I would not be trading him for one of them. That's just that's just me. They're unproven. You know what this guy can do when he's on the floor. So to me, there's no sense in trading a 26 point per game, nine rebound, two time All Star scorer that's only 23 years old. So I would not do that. A couple more rumors I wanted to address. Um, I saw the James Harden. Um, James Harden still deciding between Houston and Philly. Uh, if I'm James, I'm going back to Houston. Oh, excuse me, I'm going to Philly. I'm going back to Philly. Um, maybe if you can improve their roster, they got Nick Nurse. The doc is out. The nurse is in. They got Nick Nurse. Um, maybe Nick Nurse can find ways to um, utilize James Harden in spaces that Doc Rivers couldn't. Um, maybe they can shape the roster a little more. Um, or maybe they're running back with this roster. But if I'm James, I'm not going back to Houston. I mean, uh, unless you just don't care about winning championships, then have at it. But I wouldn't. The other thing I wanted to address is um, Fred Van Fleet. Uh, I'm a big friend, uh, Fred Van Fleet fan. I saw that the Sixers wasn't interested in him. I saw that, uh, I think I said Boston wasn't interested in him. He's a free agent. He declined his player options. So I will be curious to see where he goes. Um, and, and obviously, you would love to see him go to a contender. But there's only so many contenders. I mean, we throw that word around loosely. I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of it. I throw it around loosely all the time. But you would want to see him on a contender. But there's only so many of them. So, curious to see where Fred Van Fleet goes. I think he could bring a lot of value to a team, a lot of championship experience to a team. And I think he could help uh, a few teams. So, but those are just kind of the big names I kind of wanted to hit on. Oh, and how could I forget? I can't believe I forgot. Damian Lillard. The Miami Heat came out. I told you guys I'd go back. I'll circle back to the Heat before I got out of here. So the person I want to see on the Heat is Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard has Miami Heat written all over him. Fits the culture. Got that dog in him. Got that mentality. Not afraid of the moment. Um, just an incredible player. We know what Damian Lillard brings to the table. But again, I've told y'all before, I'm so tired of hearing him talk about lo loyalty to Portland. At this point, Dame, we get it, man. We understand you're a loyal guy. Nobody's questioning that. Like, I just want to see him win. But I'm reaching a point with him now that I don't care no more either. Like, dude, you're reaching 33. You want to stay in Portland because you're loyal? Stay in Portland, man. It's going to be too late by the time four years come from now. Now you want to leave. It's going to be too late. So, and I don't see Dame as one of them guys just to hang around forever. I don't see him doing that. Dame, you know, has a successful rap career after this. He boxes. Dame has a lot of stuff he can do after basketball. So, I don't see Dame being one of them guys where I feel like once Damian Lillard, once his peak's over, I feel like you're going to see him just fade out. I don't think he's one of them guys that's going to hang around. But I want to see him go to the Miami Heat. And I don't know what they would have to do. I know they'll have to give up Struess, Vincent, maybe Hero, uh, maybe Duncan, maybe Picks. I don't know. But I would love to see Damian Lillard in a Miami Heat uniform. If you could form a trio of Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and surround them with pieces along with Pat Riley leading the organization, and Eric Sposter, the top three coach in the NBA, maybe the best coach, arguably the best coach in the NBA, outside of Steve Kerr and Pop and Ty Lue. I don't even know if Pop's in that conversation right now. Ty Lue, Steve Kerr, um, Eric Sposter, he, he's in that group. I mean, he may be the best coach in the league. I would love to see that trio. I think Damian Lillard will bring a lot to that Miami Heat team, depending on who they can set around that trio. 
So I want to see Dame go. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Dame move in Portland. Portland's never going to win anything in the West. Um, and I would love to see that. And I lied. One last thing. Then I'm gone. <laughs> Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green is expected to decline his player option. Uh, I'm curious to see what the Warriors are going to do. I believe the Warriors are in a tough spot. I saw where uh, they are already fielding calls for Kaminga and Poole. Um, Draymond Green, what to do with him. Just got a new GM, Mike Dunleavy Jr. Curious to see what happens. I saw, I heard a few teams were interested in Draymond. So I'm curious to see what the Warriors do. Keep your eye on the Warriors. Um, See if they can maximize the rest of Curry's prime. Because that's a tough spot they're in. It's like, do you maximize Curry's prime or do you just say, man, let's just build for the future? You got to maximize Curry's prime. Curry's one of the best players, top 10 player of all time. So I'm curious to see what they do. So do they do they re-sign Draymond? Because you know Draymond's going to want his bag. Do they let him walk? What happens? Yet to be seen. So this was the All Things Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for listening in. As always, leave me some comments on what you think, on, on what you heard, uh, what you agree with, what you disagree with. If you haven't went and liked the Facebook page, it's the All Things Sports. Uh, the same logo that you the same logo that you see on the podcast when you get on, it's the same logo on my Facebook sports page. Um, I will have an Instagram page coming soon where I'll probably be going live some as I record. Just a few cool things coming. So uh, just want you guys to comment. Let me know what you think. If you ain't had a chance to rate it, rate it. Um, and let me know what you agree and disagree with. Because that's, that's what the thing I love about sports, man. It's awesome. So be on the lookout later in the week. Um, I'm going to get back and cover WNBA, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, just my braids have gotten hot. Shohei Otani, man. Dude's absolutely ridiculous. Best player in baseball. It's not even close. Um, we're going to talk about Shohei and just a few other things. I got a guest coming hopefully this week. And um, I'm going to touch on a lot of different sports. So, again, be on the lookout for that. But today, I just want to kind of cover – I wanted to cover just the burning questions in the NBA. We'll tackle the offseason. I'm going to prepare some questions and some analysis on the offseason that I want to tackle and spend more time with. Hoping to get Chill B back in here so we can have some conversations. So just be on the lookout um, for the rest, you know, for the next few weeks. I got some cool things coming up. So appreciate you guys listening. This is the All Things Sports Podcast with your guy, JR. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Be blessed.